Welcome to the Moms Who Create podcast with me, Kelly Heil. In this podcast, I'll be interviewing incredible creatives who are also moms. Motherhood doesn't mean we have to stop making art or stop writing our books. It means that now we have new tiny fans rooting us on. Join me in conversation about doing what we love alongside raising the ones we love. I'm an artist, self-published author, and mom of two daughters. So grab a cup of coffee and let's get talking. This is Moms Who Create, the art of motherhood. Yeah, I mean, I think the most important thing, to be honest, is not to expect things to change overnight. You have to kind of take it a bit by bit. So do a little bit every day. Kind of um, not spread yourself thin, exactly, but have something that you're really passionate about. So this author thing could be a hobby, or maybe it could be something you can have a second income from. I don't know, but it's definitely something I love doing. Um, and I've loved it more as I'm, as time goes by. So first find something that you really love doing, you're passionate about that you, that, so that you can continue doing it. You know, like I said, don't expect any positive results overnight. It's going to take time and like baby steps. So I see that with even with my kids when I teach them or something, you know, I see one, they have good days and bad days, but then suddenly you see a leap and you're like, wow, you know, I didn't expect that. Today I'm talking to Dr. Author and mom, Miriam Shapira. Miriam is a graduate of the University College of London Medical School and currently works as a family doctor. She lives in San Diego, California with her husband and three young, musical and outer space loving kids. She says, I have always had a passion writing children's books and poems, but there never seems to be enough time in the day, right? <laughs> After having her three curious babies, Miriam sadly suffered a stillborn last year. This was the same time as a COVID pandemic, and she felt closer to her children more than ever before, so she finally fulfilled her dream. Her middle child, Joseph, has a big love and talent for music and space. Her book, Up Up You Go, Joe, was inspired by Joseph and dedicated to all children whose love for music and space is out of this world. Marion believes a child's determination and curiosity needs to be constantly met and more with self-questioning beyond just reading and understanding the words. I hope you enjoy this week's episode. Marion, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I'm really excited to meet you and hear about you and your life and your book and just everything about you. So go ahead and just tell the listeners about Miriam. I know you are a doctor and you're an author and you have kids and you probably do even more. So go ahead and just tell us about you. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you for having me here today. It's a pleasure to talk to you and to try and talk and reach out to as many um, moms as I can out there. So yeah, my name is Miriam. Um, I'm 38 years old. Um, I am a mom, first a mom. Um, I'm also a family doctor and recently added uh, author also <laughs> a couple of years ago. So... <laughs> Um, originally I'm from the Middle East, from Iraq, actually. Um, and I, we, my, me and my family immigrated to the United Kingdom when I was eight. And so I grew up there, um, went to school there, went to medical school there. And then, um, yeah, so, and then I graduated from there and then I moved to the United States, um, it was like, uh, 11 years ago, 12 years ago. So yeah, 12 years ago. And, um, I did my training there to become a family doctor. I finished my training and I met my husband. And so we got married in Michigan. I had my daughter there. 
And then we moved to California uh, because of family. My family had immigrated from the United Kingdom to the to California before me, before I did. I was still in medical school. Um, so we were loca- located here. They were here. We had immediate family. So, And then I had my two other kids. Um, so I have an older daughter. She's seven. My son, Joseph, my middle child, he's five. And then my youngest is three, Matthew. And then... Basically, we moved here. We set our life here. And we love it in Southern California. It's beautiful mm-hmm. weather, of course. Everyone knows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, and I started working. My husband's a physician and I'm also a, a family doctor, but I work part-time just because I wanted to be with the kids more. So I was lucky in a sense I could do that. I could spend some time with the kids and work maybe two or three days a week too, because I want to be around with the kids as well. Oh, wow. So, wow, you've been all over the world, really. <laughs> Do you like it, California? Is that where you think you're going to stay for a while? Uh, yes, I think so. Um, mostly because of family and the lifestyle, the weather, mostly. Um, I grew up in England. We love the, I love, love the weather there, actually. Um, it's rainy. People say it's raining. It's gray, cloudy. But you get used to it. And, you know, you can get around and go everywhere in that weather. Just take your umbrella with you and just right. go walk everywhere. <laughs> Um, I feel like we don't do much walking in California. We have to physically think about, okay, I have to go for my walk this morning and do yeah. <laughs> my exercise in. Whereas there, we just walked everywhere, took our umbrella and just walked. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> On my honeymoon, we went to, um, we were in London for part of it and I loved it. It was my first time there. And I remember when we got there that night, it was raining and I was so excited. So I bought an umbrella with like, you know, the, British flag on it, of course, on the street corner. I was a tourist and I was walking around with it and I was like, oh, it's raining and I'm in London and this is amazing. (laughs) I love rain and I'm glad I got to experience that there. It rained more than once, I think, but I I liked it. I liked the the weather there too. Yes. You know, you're getting close to London on the plane when it starts to suddenly become cloudy, (laughs) thick cloud, you know, and you're getting to London, you're about to land. Yes. Oh, so yeah, you definitely had a change, a good change. I like Southern California. Yes. In their weather for sure. Yes. So oh, that's awesome. So you have three kids and wow. So you have done a journey of moving and becoming a family doctor. And then, so tell us what got you to want to write a book? What inspired you to become an author? Well, the author thing actually was kind of out of the blue. Well, it was and it wasn't. Like, so when I was younger, a teenager, like a lot of um, mom authors, children's book authors who are actually, most of them are moms as well. A lot of them have had a history of having like as teenagers writing or as young kids writing. So I had the same thing. When I was like probably 12, 13, I used to write poems, rhyming stories, um, just make up stories and just write them. And then, of course, I went to high school we had more studying, more homework, kind of pushed that aside. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I went to medical school. And I had no time for any of that. I was just studying, trying to get my, pass my exams, trying to make it to the next year, you know? Yeah. Um, so actually what happened a couple of years ago was COVID, pandemic. Um, that was in early 2020. Um, and I was also pregnant with my fourth child. So I was pregnant, um, and then we found out halfway through the pregnancy that he wasn't doing very well. Um, so that was like a, the 20-week ultrasound, and he was mm-hmm. actually likely to be stillborn. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it was just that. It was just, I was we were like all in shock, of course. Yeah. And we wanted to get a second opinion and this and that. And I had, obviously, medical background and things, and so we thought, okay, we'll just continue this. We had repeated ultrasound. It kind of confirmed the same thing. 
he had a chromosomal abnormality, but I continued with the pregnancy and I did had an induction at 37 weeks, which is kind of like near term. It was term at classified that time. And he was born. He was still born. Mm. So the time I was pregnant, after we found out about the diagnosis, while I was pregnant, I just something came into my mind. I don't know. Just made me want to write a story want to start writing. So I must have been like, I don't know, maybe six months pregnant or something at the time during the like pandemic, COVID pandemic. So then the story came to my mind because my middle son, Joseph, he's on the spectrum and he loves music. He loves music and he loves space. And we think he's talented in music too. So I kind of combined the two themes and made the story. Up, up, up you go, Joe obviously named after him he's joseph so joe so i wrote the story um and at the time we had our, our fourth baby was still born and then kind of was very obviously a difficult time at that time and i got close to my kids but i didn't do anything with it i just wrote it and left it there mm-hmm. and um my kids were a good distraction i grew closer to them um kind of you know it was a way for me to manage my time at that I wasn't working much as well because I was with them I was homeschooling my daughter too she was in kindergarten at the time and I was also trying to be with my son acting as a therapist for him at home because there was no therapist coming to our house and doing therapy so that and all that so anyway and then by it was last year it was like January 2021 my husband was like you have this story. Why don't you publish it? Like he's told me a few times before and I was like, no, I don't think I can do it. And this, so then I did some research and I decided to do self-publishing, which is actually becoming more popular now amongst authors. And yeah. it's a nice quick way to get your book published too. And you kind of have more control of the book, mm-hmm. um, especially the marketing aspect and other things as well. So I decided to use um, a company called Tellwell, which is Canadian based actually. And I had a really good experience with them. It took four to six months, um, and the book was published July last year. So that's what happened. And um, I kind of learned a lot the last six to eight months, especially about marketing and just a lot of things. I made so many author friends, and I just really enjoyed it. It's like, yeah, it's definitely been a very fun journey. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's so, it's so beautiful that you had a book kind of come out of nowhere from such a loss that you had in your life. And this book is my baby now. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) So the book has to do with music. I'm going to order it. haven't ordered it yet, but it is like music notes going to space. Right. So I love this concept It's completely new. I've never seen a plot like this. Yes, it kind of just came to my mind. Like I told you, I wanted to combine music and space because my son loves us. I mean, lots of kids, majority of kids love space. Mm-hmm. Music thing actually came because I saw he had some talent for music. Like my husband is musical and he, during COVID, he was teaching my daughter um, piano. So we didn't take her to piano lessons um, during COVID. We stopped that. So he was teaching her at home. And so my son would watch them and then he would go and play the same thing after he has a good memory. And a lot oh, of the wow. kids on the spectrum actually have good memories. They're known yeah. to have a good memory. So he was playing it. And I thought, wow, I have to do something about this. So that's how the two ideas came together about him writing a music piece and then they get lost space. Um, yeah. And it's inspired basically by Joseph. It just, I just felt very emotional towards that. Yeah. That's neat. Oh, I love it. I love how you, you noticed things that he liked and he did. And then that's why you created the book about with such a mom, amazing mom thing, you know, (laughs) but like a lot, most moms don't do that. You don't just create a book, you know, like you wrote it, but then, you know, with your husband pushing you along, a lot of people can write 
we can write something down. We can all kind of write something yes. maybe not necessarily a book, but we could write yeah. something, but making it into a book, you know, going through the entire journey, you said it took four to six months fears. Like yes. that's a commitment and that has to be something that you really want to do and you really want to accomplish and you really want to put out there. And I yes. love seeing that. Yes, I did. I wanted to put that out there. And it was kind of, I'll tell you later, but it was kind of like an indirect message too about um, children on the spectrum, which is now kind of, um, I'm taking um, a, a kind of an interest in a lot since, since we have such a rising diagnosis in these children too. And sometimes they're just misunderstood. And um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And what was the title of the book again? Up, up, you go, Joe. <laughs> up, up, you go, Joe. <laughs> so what did he think about that book whenever you like published it and had it? And it was like a real book in your hands and you were like, here you go, Joe. <laughs> what did he think? Oh, no, he liked it uh, because he liked the music notes. You know, he pretends to read music. He doesn't read music. He pretends to read it. So he saw the music notes. And I didn't know, I don't know anything about music, by the way. I'm not musical. It's my <laughs> husband that helped me with the music notes. I was like, what are the most popular music notes? So yeah. he said, like, the quarter notes, eighth notes, all this. So it's a way to introduce kids to music, kind of make them a little bit curious about music. But um, because, you know, the earlier they start, it's better. Like from the age of three, if they start that, they can really bring out their create musical creativity yeah. in that. So, yeah, when I gave it to him, he was like really focusing on the music notes. But I made the book kind of like a sensory book, too, because there's music and then there's the colors, the rainbow. Um, and then there's the sounds of the stars and things like that. So and these kids are very... Um, they can be over or under sensitive. So kind of made it like that for him. Yeah. So he loved the book. He was, it's a little bit long for him for the reading wise. So I kind of abbreviated for him when I read it to him. Do you have any plans of any more books coming out? Do you plan on writing any more or is this just kind of a, a one and done? I did my book. This is awesome. I'm excited about it. So if you haven't heard, the Moms Who Create journal is here. I am so excited to share this with you all. I've created this journal for you to fill with your project ideas, whether you're a writer, artist, entrepreneur, musician, or just a creative of any kind. If you're listening to this podcast, I guarantee that this journal is for you. With over 100 blank pages to plan your dreams, here's a space for your creativity to take flight. Go to momswhocreate.com slash journal for more information. Available now on Amazon. I'm still marketing the book um, and the marketing process is forever. So especially when yeah. you're self-published, you just keep going. And I love doing it, actually. I'm getting into it more now and understanding it more. Um, but yeah, I do plan for a second book um, sometime probably next year. Um, it's still... I. I already wrote the man like the manuscript is done and hopefully it's all yeah it's edited and everything um and I have an illustrator in mind too but it's um uh, it's a book focusing on autism basically oh nice yeah, yeah. how did you balance being a doctor being a mom writing a book moving because um, you did you have your kids after you moved to California or did you have any as you were moving as well well we had my daughter she was one and at the time, but that was not easy, you know, even with one, one year old, yeah. it was tough because we moved into um, in our apartment initially. And then um, we had to sit her in the high chair the whole time just to sit there and not move and not <laughs> yeah. and while we unbox everything, you know, mm-hmm. um, as we were unpacking and everything. So it was hard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's just, yeah, it was tough. But the moving, yeah, that was back in. So it was before I had my sons. 
Um, but it's it's very difficult. Being a mom is the hardest job, let me tell you. I've been through medical school. I've been through residency training. Being a mom is the hardest of it all. You're doing the job full-time, all the time, day and night, and it's unexpected, and it's, you know, on the one hand, it's a job, but then there's your flesh and blood, and then the little things worry you, and then it's just a lot of stress, yeah. <laughs> so being a mom is definitely hard. It's the hardest job, I'd say. Um, and I had, like I told you, I was uh, lucky enough to be only working two days a week, two or three days. And during COVID, I actually didn't work. Um, and I, was, I had maternity leave at that time. And I continued my maternity leave for a little bit because of COVID and to be with my daughter. I was homeschooling her. So then I started working again at last year. It was back to my, like my part-time schedule. Yeah. So um, they'll go to school. So my youngest one is three years old. He goes three days a week. And then the other two, my son, Joseph, is in TK, which some states don't have TK, but we have it here in California. I'm not sure if you, that's like a transitional kindergarten. Yeah, I've never heard of TK, just pre-K and then kindergarten. So it's like a, is it like a between pre-K and kindergarten kind of thing? Yes. So um, children that are old, like they're between September 1st or December, um, they can actually go to TK. They qualify for TK. Oh, okay. Yes. So all my three kids actually went qualify for TK. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they're all between september my son's november the other two are september so he's currently in tk so he does full time it's a full time it's kind of some schools say it's like kindergarten one kindergarten two kind of thing and some say no okay. it's still part of preschool anyway so yeah my older two go to full-time school and then uh, my younger one is three days a week so i managed to do two days a week mm-hmm. um so that's how i manage it with those with my young kids now of course with covid it complicates things when they get sick yeah um, they have to stay home um thankfully things are changing a little bit now but um like with my my son joseph he will not do the covid test so he mm-hmm. had to stay home um yeah so it's tough yeah. yeah what advice would you give moms listening who maybe want to start a career or maybe they're going through school and they have they want to have kids or they have kids and they're like I don't know how I'm gonna do it all you know because it kind of sounds like daunting I can't imagine being a doctor and wanting to write a book and then also having three kids you just seem like you got it and you are amazing at it so what what would you tell to some moms listening that maybe have a lot going on in their life, but they still want to go after a creative passion. They want to write a book for their child. They want to start a career, but they think, oh, I have my little kids. Maybe I can't do this for myself. What kind of advice do you have or what would you say to them? Yeah. I mean, I think the most important thing, to be honest, is not to expect things to change overnight. You have to kind of take it a bit by bit. So do a little bit every day, kind of um, not spread yourself thin, Exactly, but have something that you're really passionate about. So this author thing could be a hobby, or maybe it could be something you can have a second income from. I don't know, but it's definitely something I love doing, um, and I've loved it more as I'm, as time goes by. So first, find something that you really love doing, you're passionate about, that you that so that you can continue doing it. You know, like I said, don't expect any positive results overnight. It's gonna take time and like baby steps. So. I see that with even with my kids when I teach them or something, you know, I see one, they have good days and bad days, but then suddenly you see a leap and you're like, wow, you know, I didn't expect that. So that's the same for us, for moms. We have so much going on. The most important is being a mom. And when my kids, especially on weekends or on days when they're at home, I try not to do the book thing. Um, 
or even read like a medical journal or anything like that. I want to spend time with them. I want to be there with them because it's only going to happen once, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but if an idea comes to my mind, I quickly get a pen and paper, write it down. Or I ask my daughter, what do you think about this? Um, or she comes up with something because she's older. So she's kind of more, you know, into the whole pretend play and all that. Yeah. So, yeah. And then when they're asleep is when I did the whole story thing. So with Up You Go, Joe, it's a children's book. It doesn't mean necessarily that it doesn't take much time to write because you have to go back to it again and again. Oh, yeah, it only yeah. Took me, yeah, it only took me a few nights to actually write it. But then you had to go back. Like every evening I would spend maybe half an hour going through it again, checking if it's okay before you send it to the editor. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to allocate half an hour to do that. And that was when they were asleep, I did that. Now, yes, I was tired and uh, it was like, I was like sleeping on the computer, but I just, just a phase, I went through that. And then obviously um, it's evening time. I want to spend time with my husband. So I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, I'll be there. So I'm done with this. Then we spend time together. Um, I have to say, especially with COVID, a lot of couples, we neglected on the date nights and things like that, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, so I try, I have to make time also with, with wives too. So I have to make time for husbands. Right. So a lot of it, the author stuff, honestly, was at nighttime, in the evening, the marketing. Um, and I tried to read too. Um, during COVID, I read, like, honestly, I didn't read that much, but I'm trying to get into reading as well. Um, but it's hard. Like, my husband does Audible, which is always saying, do Audible, you get more mm-hmm. into, into it then. But I'm not a hearing person. I'm more, like, I like to read. Yeah. That's how I am too. I try to like listen. I'm like, well, I like to listen to podcasts and stuff, but if it's like a book, I want to read it, you know, at my own pace and like see the words and exactly. But I guess you got to read more definitely with audible. Oh, definitely. He reads so much and he's, when he goes to work, um, he does, gets the reading done, like the listening with audible and I've done audible for a couple of books. I think that I read some like of the parenting books and some books on autism. And I feel like those would be better on audible because they're like an instruction, like mm-hmm. they're telling you to do this, this, this. But if, if I have to read a fiction, like I love reading classics, like, you know, Jane Austen, uh, all the Bronte stuff, Bronte sisters. If I read those, it has to be like written, mm-hmm. like written down words. And I like to see the word. And if I don't know the meaning, I look it up and you know that. Yeah. <laughs> I do that with my Kindle. I love, I feel like I bring up my Kindle every episode. I have this like love affair with my Kindle, but I like to look up the words on there. Cause especially in a lot of the older books, you know, they will have some words that people don't really like use anymore. You never hear. Yeah. So I like to hold it down and then like the definition pops up and I'm like, oh, okay. And you can't do that with audible. I can't like yeah. stop it. I guess I could stop it and be like, say, Alexa, what does this word mean? And, you know, so. Yes. Yeah, I like so. having a physical book too and like having a bookshelf with the books there mm-hmm. and teach my daughter the same thing. Like my kids, mm-hmm. the same thing, books. And my son, actually, Joseph, he loves books. And even during COVID, um, my daughter learned to read during COVID. And I sat down with her and we did the reading. And I think, because it was like one-on-one too. So I think mm-hmm. she got through it more easily that way. Um, so, yeah, that was, opened my mind to- I need to read more. That's something I have to do for myself. Yeah. <laughs> I made a reading goal for this year on my on my Goodreads account that I can keep myself yeah. accountable if I'm reading or not. <laughs> yes, yes. We have to. You know, there's, there's so much on social media, but the like TVs mm-hmm. and screen time, and you have to kind of be careful. Um, sometimes, you know, we do waste our time watching too much screen. We're all guilty of that, right? Binge watching, mm-hmm. especially during COVID too. And yeah. it's just easy to do. 
Um, and I think it's good to get in touch. Like me and my husband, um, we watched a series, um, and that's where kind of for us to bond as well to spend time together. Yeah. Um, while we talk about it, it's something to talk about and things like that. But you want to kind of balance it out as well. Mm-hmm. And reading is something that you could do for yourself, or maybe have someone, a friend or a husband. You know, just say, okay, I, this book. You can. We kind of have different interests a little bit. So he's more into his like um, self learning books and things like that. I like my yeah. fiction classic books. Yeah. Miriam, it's been awesome talking to you today, hearing about your book and your family and how you do life. Thank you for having me, Kelly. Thank you very much. Thank you for all you do for all the moms out there. So for people listening, if they want to go online and find your book or follow you on social media, where can they find you online? Um, my book's available on Amazon. Uh, online and then also on Barnes and Noble um, on the website. And then I'm also on social media on Instagram um, at Miriam Shapira Tales and also on Facebook. Well, Miriam, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Thank you. You're awesome. Enjoy sunny Southern California, but I hope you get to visit London sometime again soon yes, to get some rain. I'm so back. <laughs> Connect with me on Instagram at Moms Who Create Podcast. Thanks for listening. See you next week.